0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, not surprisingly, Manchester United has already begun to embarrass themselves. I should honestly mention that for the first time in history, Manchester United has lost to Brighton at home at Old Trafford. And I should mention that last May, I should remind you rather, that last May, Brighton destroyed Manchester United 4-0. So in Brighton's case, they kind of picked up exactly where they left off, in a sense, against Manchester United. And in Manchester United's case, they have picked up again where they've left off—just underperforming, unconcentrated, quitting, unmotivated, passionless, no desire and respect for the game. It's disappointing because I really f- felt like Erik Ten Hag was beginning to make a difference. Now I'm not going to give up on Erik Ten Hag immediately, of- obviously. You know, he did say at the end of the game that it was a lack of uh, belief is why Manchester United lost. As a matter of fact, Harry Maguire stated in a a post-game interview that after the first goal, he felt that the team stopped playing. You know, he he might actually be correct. I mean, it kind of seems like after the first goal, Manchester United did, in fact, give up. I mean, I saw the highlights, you know, saw your your deep highlights. I mean, this team was just still trying to... the score, but I'm telling you, this team just looked disoriented. Looked immediately frustrated. They were they had just get, all immediately given up. I mean, that's why everything I said. You know, unfocused. You know, no passion, no desire, no nothing. I mean, nothing's going right. I mean, after everything, it's just you know all the drama going on with Ronaldo. I mean, it, it just seems like you know what the hell is going on. And speaking of Cristiano Ronaldo, it was pretty. uh Pretty surprising to see him start off on the bench because seeing the formation that Eric Den Haag put together for Manchester United, the 4 by 3 by 3 he had Sancho and Ericsson and Rashford in the front three, which honestly I feel like is probably not the worst idea, but obviously today it, it did not work. Uh, my good friend, the fiercely opinionated Mr. Joshua Swain actually kind of gave his thoughts on what the next... Uh, Lineup should be, and he has Cristiano Ronaldo being the sole striker, and he has Bruno, Eriksen, and Sancho right behind him, and he's got Van der Beek and Garner in the midfield with Malasia, Martinez, Varan, and Dalo, all of the defense, but he did state clearly that this is assuming that they're all healthy. Now, i got to be honest, this is this is where I like to remind everybody how much of a genius Mr. Josh McSwain is. I mean, he's known he's fiercely opinionated for a reason because his opinions are quite realistic, they are quite pure genius intelligence, my friends. In other words, Josh McSwain no doubt knows the game just as well as I do in a different and unique way, because, but he has passion of it just like I do. He's well-educated, great knowledge in the game, much like me. This is why Josh McSwain and I can talk soccer in a well-sophisticated manner. So anyway... So his lineup is definitely something, you know, Eric Denhoff should take into consideration. You know, for Ericsson, you know, in, in the middle, you know, in the front three, definitely uh, that might actually happen again. But, you know, Marcus Rashford, it was actually surprising to see him start over Cristiano Ronaldo. But, you know, I actually not long ago, I was actually talking to one, one of my loyal listeners in England, and he feels at this point that Marcus Rashford is basically a bust now, like, Marcus Rashford's potential has gone to waste, that Marcus Rashford basically has kind of proved that, you know, he, he just doesn't have what it takes, you know, he's 24 years old, but I still feel Marcus Rashford, I'm not really ready to give up on him just yet, but now at this point, you know, he's really, he's got to start getting it together, like, he's got to start putting up those positive results, because if it doesn't happen soon then it's going to be official. He's going to be a bust, okay? And that would be a damn shame because I feel like Marcus Rashford is was one of the best, the most exciting prospects I had ever seen. So I really hope it doesn't come down to that. But seeing, you know, uh, the midfield, you know, Scott McTominay and Fred, I mean, I kind of felt like, you know, the, in the lineup, I kind of felt like something was not going to go right. And then, you know, the defense, uh, I'm telling you, the defensive problems, I think, you know, still having a little bit of issues, but <clears throat> seeing that <laughs> Rafael Varane was on the bench and he he never even came into the game. That actually is another surprise right there, but you know, seeing Anthony Elanga and Donny Beek both come in, I mean unfortunately it didn't do Manchester United any good. I mean even Terrell Melassia and Ronaldo came in and of course that didn't do any good either, so so I think it's quite clear, you know, the statements from both Harry Maguire and Eric Ten Hag, you know, Maguire saying that the team quit, you know, after the, after Brighton scored the first goal and Eric Ten Hag, you know, saying that this, this was all, you know, all over a lack of belief. So both both guys, you know, basically absolutely right. But, you know, I would say whether, whether they're right or wrong, the bottom line is they got to get their shit together. I mean... They like this and now. They're just embarrassing, embarrassing themselves once again. I mean, it's, it's like it's basically typical Manchester United getting embarrassed by a team that they're you know they sh- they, sh- they should beat you know at home instead they lose at home. And once again, I should mention that they lost to Brian at Old Trafford for the first time ever. That says something, okay? That's not pretty. That is not pretty at all. And you know, speaking of uh, the situation, not not being pretty. I should mention to you that the only way that Manchester United got on the scoring board was by an own goal by Brighton's Alexis McAllister. So, quite frankly, Manchester United basically was was a, was shut out. Okay, I mean it was an own goal, but you know what? It, it, it's it's embarrassing and it's unimpressive. Like, you know, there's there's no credit in that. I mean, the only credit is the fact that Manchester United got uh, got something because of a, because of a mistake caused by the opposition. Okay. Brighton scored, you know, was up 2-0 within 40 minutes of the game. Courtesy of Pascal Grob, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Pascal Grob, you know, scored in the 30th minute and scored about ten minutes later in, in beautiful fashion. Right? I mean Brighton had Manchester United's defense so completely off guard that Brighton just took full advantage twice. Okay, so major props, major kudos, major credit, major praise to Brighton. They earned that victory. They did in fact win fair and square. And that is unarguable, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. So looking getting a deeper look at these statistics, you know, gold.com mentions, you know, two big chances missed by Manchester United. I mean, that's definitely The embarrassing part, I mean, the fact that Manchester United had five shots on target and could not get the ball in, and Manchester United had 62% ball possession with a total of over 530 passes, while Brighton only had 320. So basically, it's, it's pretty clear that Manchester United was kind of dominating with the ball possession and ball control, but the biggest problem is is that they just could not score. They could not score. I mean... The big chances missed, you know, You know, and, and again, you know, speaking of credit, you know, Ma- Brighton's defense, a total of 25 clearances with five saves, I mean, that's iron rock solid, but you know, Manchester United, you know, did 14 interceptions of their own while Brighton had 11, so, so the game was a little bit hard fought, but still, I, I you know, I kind of feel like Manchester United basically just gave up after the first goal, and Manchester, and, and that just really kind of bit Manchester United right in the ass. Because even though they were down 2-0 in the 40th minute, had they kept their composure, had they not given up, had they stayed focused, had they actually put in a bit more effort and had a little bit more courage, there is no doubt in my mind that they could have come back and won this game. But ladies and gentlemen, they did not do that. They did not do that because so therefore it's justifiably solidified that there was no belief And the team quit. So therefore, we can confirm that the words of Eric Tenchach and Harry Maguire is, in fact, no exaggeration. But there is no excuse. The bottom line is Manchester United is still a terrible, unmotivated, unfocused, passionless team that obviously has no desire to play and I can dare say has no respect for for the game. And I do say that with deep conviction because the fact of this team how they played, it is quite clear the team has no respect for the game. If they want to find that respect, they got they got to prove it to themselves. They got to find that they, they got to prove that they have respect for the game if they say it's not true. They got to play it sublime football. And they got to keep doing it. they got to win. The bottom line is they have to win, and that's what they don't do. They do not win. They don't try. That tells me they have no respect for the game, which is also part of the fact that they have no passion for the game. Okay? There's no argument. It's quite obvious. It's blatantly obvious right there. And that's all said with deep conviction, folks. Y'all know me. You loyal listeners, y'all know me. I will not hesitate from telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me, God. Okay? That's just how the way I feel. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bullshit everybody. Like I said before, you might not agree with me. Hell, a lot of people out there might hate me for some of the things I'm saying. But look, regardless of how you feel about me, I'm not gonna bullshit you. I'm just gonna simply say it like it is. All right? That is just simply a part of the job, and that is, that's what Into the NFC is all about. Again, the truth, the whole truth. And nothing but the truth. That's basically the main objective of my entire production firm. My entire media production firm is merely about telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. All right. Well, now that I got that out of the way, uh, now that that adrenaline's kicking big time. So, you know, the fact that Mr. Joshua Swain m- mentions how uh, his uh, proposed lineup you know goes moving forward. Well, they better try it because you know moving forward, Manchester United is is simply not going to be uh, it's simply not going to be no walk in the park. Let me tell you that. now next week, their match next week, you know obviously some would say it's nothing to worry about because next week they're playing Brentford, and I believe Brentford actually finished their uh, their first game they tied. Um, I, th- I believe it was against if I'm correct I think it was against uh, Leicester City. But, anyway, the fact that in two weeks, in two weeks' time, and I I know that my good friend and my mentor, Mr. Steve Adams, he's definitely going to be looking forward to this game. And, yes, Brentford did, in fact, tie with with, uh, Leicester City today. I'm... No for a fact, not to mention the fact that Brentford came back from being down 2-0, to zero, but I'll talk about that in the EPL Week 1 recap. I should mention that, you know, Steve Adams, there's no doubt that he's looking forward to the game in two weeks because Liverpool is playing Manchester United at Old Trafford, so... Uh, yeah, 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 ay. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. I'm not mentioning this, if Steve's listening, and I know he is. Steve, I know that you have a big smile right now, and I'm sure you're looking forward to seeing Liverpool thrash Manchester United again, because that's very likely to happen. But the schedule moving forward is simply no walk in the park. You know, they got Brentford at, next week on the road, and I don't. You know, Brentford is Brentford, but still, you know, they, they they just lost to to Brighton. So hey, Brentford is simply incapable of embarrassing Manchester Manchester United as well. And the game after, the week after, um, Liverpool, they got Southampton on the road, and then they play Leicester City on the road before, for hosting Arsenal September 4th, so, yeah. And then, you know, finally, October 2nd, they'll be, they'll be playing Manchester City on the road, so, Manchester United better get their act together, because, uh, the season has just started, and they've already embarrassed themselves, and, and, uh, it's gonna be a hell of a long season for the Red Devils if they don't get it together so uh, they better find that passion they better find they better prove that they have respect for the team if they don't agree with me uh, basically it's all about results on the pitch and again it is all about winning and right now Manchester United you cannot put the word Manchester United in the same sentence as the word winner let me tell you that right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as I close out this episode, I'd like to give a few messages from my sponsors and to let you know that Internet FC is proudly partnered with Fanatics. Fanatics is your number one place for fan apparel. Fanatics offers over 500,000 items from all the top brands in the world, including Major League Soccer as well as European Soccer. So if you are looking to shop at Fanatics, just find FC's link in the description. You can start shopping immediately as well as take advantage of the best deals in the world. And also now, for all you pro wrestling fans listening... WWEshop.com is now part of the Fanatics experience. So if you're looking to get your pro wrestling merch through WWEshop.com with Fanatics, just find Internet FC's link in the description. You can get your pro wrestling merch today. And also, Internet FC is partnered with with Fans Idea. Design your own team jerseys from Fans Idea for as low as $24.99. Custom jerseys made through a matter of seconds with customizable templates. Design the perfect high quality and no skills are needed. It is fast and it's easy. So if you are ready to customize your own sportswear, just find the link in the description and you can customize your own sportswear in simply a matter of seconds and you can create your own work of art. And finally, Into the Net FC is also partnered with Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus allows you to stream the Champions League, the Europa League, and the Europa Conference League. Plans start at 4 dollars per month, and you can cancel at any time. So subscribe now, and you get a free trial. So if you're looking to sign up, just find the link in the description, and you can set things up right now, and you can start binge-watching soccer and your favorite shows immediately. And Into FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me today, and I will see you all next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without
0: the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget.